That's so good. Hey, we have Tyrone Thomas that's coming to speak uh, tonight. Ty doesn't just help out with all our youth, but he plays a significant role with Pastor Trish in overseeing all our buzz ministries and all those events as well. And so tonight he's coming to speak. And so we need to give a massive shout out and encouragement to Tyrone Thomas as he comes up. Thank you very much. Feel free to take a seat. Um, It is great to be sharing with you tonight. I'm just gonna pray before I start. Dearly Father, I wanna thank you for your love for us. Thank you, great God, that you have a word for us tonight, that your word is so powerful and that your Holy Spirit speaks to us individually. And I pray that we will leave tonight as changed people. In your name we pray, amen. I don't know if you've ever uh, thought about it to yourself and maybe been in in a situation where you haven't felt too valued or you haven't felt super valuable. I um, thought about it this week. I was driving my car. I was driving my little MG3. um, And to answer your question, yes, I did choose that car. And no, it's not my mum's car. Um, And I was driving it along and I stopped at the lights at the time. I had both hands on the steering wheel um, because road safety is very important. And as I turned to my right, I saw a Kia Carnival. Um, And if anyone knows a Kia Carnival, they're like a mini bus. Um, and a lot of the time, um, you might have a Kia Carnival if you have a lot of children. Um, so Nath used to have a Kia Carnival, and we all know that he's got a lot of children. Um, so it kind of makes sense. But anyway, as I looked at this, I turned and I saw the mother driving the car, which makes sense. But then in the passenger seat, I turned and there was a dog sitting in the passenger seat. I thought, oh, that's a bit random. There must be more kids in the second row of seating. Um, So I turned my eyes and I looked at the second row and there was a bicycle. And I was thinking, this is weird to have a Kia Carnival for a little dog and a bicycle. Anyway, I thought I better check the back row. And as I checked the back row, there was the three kids snuggled up in the back row. And I thought to myself, there is no chance I would have let mum get away with that. Having me and my brother sitting in the back row as our dog sat on the front. Um, But as I thought about it, I thought, oh no, wait, I've actually experienced worse than that. So I just wanted to share that with you tonight. Um, what will often happen at home is I might be sitting with mum and dad, um, maybe eating a meal or something like that, and they'll go to call my attention. And what will normally happen is they'll say, Jared. And if anyone knows, that's my older brother. Um, and then they'll get flustered. Oh no, Jared's our other son. And then the second thing that they go to say is, oh, Alfie. And if you know, Alfie's my dog. Um, so it's not the greatest thing when they call me that. And then they go, oh, what's your name again? Tyrone. Um, But the only part that's worse than that is actually when I might be sitting in my room or doing something, maybe just helping out in the kitchen, I don't know, and and I'm doing something and I hear them say my my name in a really aggressive way. And I think, man, what have I done? Like, you know, that's not really our culture. We don't speak to each other like this. And I'm a bit confused, so I I, I run, really, to figure out what's happening. And I see mum pointing at the dog that's barking, Tyrone, stop barking. And it's like, no, 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 Tyrone's your son. Like, but I don't know for you, um, I joke about that, but I asked you tonight right at the start to ask you where does your value and worth truly come from? Um, it's a bit of a deep question to ask and it's something that um, when you think about it, it's a pretty reflective thing. But maybe for you on the day-to-day basis, um, your worth and value can come from your work. Um, And maybe for you that looks like when work's going really well, um, you have great self-worth and you have great value. 
But the minute things take a bit of a turn, so does your value and self-worth. Maybe for you it's sporting abilities. Um, You're pursuing a sport at the moment or that's a passion of yours. And when things are going well in that area, your self-worth also is. Maybe for you it's the people that you have around you. That your identity is really in the people that you have around you. And then going on from that, maybe it's the image that you portray. Maybe it's the image that we portray that you think, um, this is where my value lies. And as long as you think people are looking at you in a certain way, you have self-worth. But the minute something comes along, it rocks you. And on that, maybe for you it's your possessions, the things that you own. Um, Maybe it's the things that you buy or the things that you purchase, that your value actually lies. And as we're going to look in that, uh, we see that that can actually be all over the shop if that is the case. But I'm excited tonight because um, in the Bible it says that the truth will set us free. And I actually get to share God's word with you tonight. And I truly believe um, that God's word sets us free and we will let, leave a changed people. And we are looking at the moment, we're in a bit of a series and we're looking at the lost coin. Uh, the series at the moment is the parables of the found. Um, So I'm reading tonight from Luke chapter 15, verse 8 to 10. Or suppose a woman has 10 silver coin and loses one. Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house and search search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbours together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost coin. In the same way I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of angels of God over one sinner who repents. In this story, it's so clear how valuable this coin is to this woman. That it says here that she lights a lamp, she sweeps the house, and she searches carefully until she finds it. And I just want to make it super clear that Jesus is the one telling this parable. And what he's trying to say is that he is the woman in this story and we are the coin. And the part that's so cool is we read that story and you go, oh, there's no doubt that the woman was the one that went after the coin. And that is the exact same for us. Jesus is the one that comes after us. And as we sort of look at that and try to figure out what that means, I I think it's a real pivotal thing to just reflect on right now to say, do we truly believe that Jesus is the one that comes after us? Or do we think that it was us that found him? There's a massive difference there. But Jesus makes it so clear that he's the one that comes after us. And it actually changes everything. It was not our idea to have a relationship with God. We are not the one pursuing God and trying to make it work. We did not decide to be created in his image. It was his idea. It was his decision. It was his choice to create us in his image, to knit us in our mother's womb. It was nothing we did. We're not capable of that. It was God's great plan from the start. Maybe that's what you really needed to hear tonight. That It was actually God's plan right from the start to have a relationship with us. It's actually beautiful when you think about it. And we read in God's word in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. So cool there, it makes it so clear. We were created in the image of God. 
The awesome part is there too, that we are all equal. I love that. And I think it truly speaks so much about the character of God, that he has no favorites, that he doesn't love some people more than others, that he loves us all so much. So we're not the ones forcing God to love us because he first loved us. And something that's important as well with that is that Jesus is a gentleman. So he's done everything to save us and to be in relationship with us. And he continues to chase after us. But we have the choice of whether we are going to be found by God. When we do make that decision to not only believe God's love for us, but step into knowing and understanding that for ourselves, it honestly changes everything. The part that is so life-giving and leads us to freedom is how and and where our worth comes from. Our worth is not from what we've done, not what we're doing, nor is it what we will do. And I just want to share that again because I, I truly believe that it does. It actually changes everything when we understand and believe that. Our worth is not from what we've done, not what we are doing or what we will do, but it is based in the Father's love. And the cool part about that is it means that our self-worth and our value is consistent and it is never changing because the love of God is consistent and never changing. And it's crazy because when we hear that, it naturally doesn't make sense. The love of God doesn't. If I think about it for myself personally, here is a perfect and loving God and I'm a sinful, broken man and yet he wants to be in relationship more than I'll ever understand. It can be quite confusing. As I sort of thought about this, I was reflecting on a story not so long ago. Um, I was actually there and we were going for a swim in the water um, and there was a few of us there. um, And one of my mates had his wedding ring on um, and quite often uh, he says that it's pretty loose. So he said, I'm gonna take it off before I go for a swim. Um, Most of us know this guy in the room. So I'm just gonna keep his name to this guy. Okay, you know, just for privacy, you know. And so we went in the water, he took his ring off, put it with his towel or whatever, and we all went in for an awesome swim. And this guy uh, really enjoys a good feed. Um, He loves eating, uh, but he also loves being around with people and hanging and having a meal with people. Um, So anyway, we were swimming and he said, it is lunchtime, let's head, we're going to go eat some fish and chips. Um, So we, we headed in and as we were just about to get to the restaurant, he went, oh no, I don't know where my ring is. And you know, the classic thing, we said, check your pocket. And he's like, I've already done that. Obviously it's not in my pocket. Um, so we kind of just go on and I, um, I took the humble approach and I said, that's fine. I'll go to the restaurant. I'll order the food and I'll look after that. So I did, I went and sat down. But as time went on and on, um, they just weren't coming back. And this guy, he, um, he loves helping other people out, uh, but he doesn't love to be helped himself. He's just a selfless bloke. Um, So in this situation, that didn't matter. He was seriously getting every man and their dog on the beach, on their hands and knees, just sifting through the sand. There's a photo of us doing this at the time. Um, You'll see it at the beach. Um, That's not actually us, but I thought it was a good photo. Um, But anyway, that's what And I can't say that's what we were doing because I wasn't at the time. I was still sitting at the restaurant with the food. It it had come. So I was eating it because it's not good to waste food. Um, But I was honestly confused. I can honestly say I was confused, a little bit frustrated. And I just couldn't believe. I thought, man, this guy, 
does it, like, does it really matter? Like, can't he just buy another one? I'm obviously not a married man, but I'm like, can't he just go and get another one? Like, he's missing out on food right now. He's missing out on the good times. Like, and he's been out there for hours and all these people. Like, surely that's awkward. Anyway, I, um, I better tell you the end of the story. It doesn't really relate, but I have to tell you. What ends up happening is this guy, um, after a few hours and everyone's sweating, and you know, you get to that point where you think, do I need to buy them lunch now? You know, they've been searching for so long. Anyway, what he did was Dave Twig put his hands in his pocket and pulled out his ring. <laughs> and the whole, oh, I just said his name. <laughs> and the whole time, the ring was in his pocket. <laughs> And what ended up happening was he was gutted that it was in his pocket, obviously excited, but he ended up, what he did was he walked down onto the beach, got in the middle of everyone and then went, I found it. (laughs) So everyone celebrated and it was a great time. But in that, as I was sitting there enjoying my fish and chips at the time, I meant there is no doubt that that ring was valuable to Twig. You saw it completely through his actions. Though I didn't understand it, Though I thought he could be doing much better things at the time, there was no doubt the value and worth of that ring to him. And I want to say for us tonight that it can actually be very hard to understand the love of God because in a way, it does not make sense. And that is why it is amazing grace. That is why it is the good news. So I think what we can actually sometimes do is because we... truly struggle to understand that it's not from what we've done to make God love us, but it was his idea from the start. I think what we can do is we can struggle to accept that love because it doesn't make sense. And I think one of the things that we can do is we can try to prove to God that we are worth his love. But as we've seen, and I want to make it so clear, that our worth is not from what we do, but from the love of our Father. And that is so freeing for us to truly understand that. And we look at that parable, and I just love it, that Jesus is the one telling this parable to make it so clear to the people around that that coin had so much value to that woman. And in the same way, we have so much value to God. So how does this affect our everyday life? As I said before, it actually changes everything. It means that we're no longer searching and looking for different things, people or circumstances to give us value and worth. How freeing is that? That we're not going into situations actually hoping to gain self-worth and to gain value from those circumstances or that job or the people, but we actually have our self-worth and value in the Father's love. And I just want to read to you from Jeremiah 17.8. It's just talking about having deep roots into God's love. It sort of describes this part about having deep roots. And I just want to share that with you. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in Him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and it never fails to bear fruit. When our identity is truly rooted in the love of the Father, we are no longer tossed by the winds and the waves. And I just wanted us to just look at Jesus Christ. He is the author and the perfecter of our faith and we actually always want to be looking to Jesus. He is our greatest example. 
and he does life with us every day. But as we look at him as someone who truly understood his value and worth and knew the love of his father, he was actually the most humble person to walk this earth. He was able to wash people's feet. He was able to be mocked because he knew his true value and worth. The other thing is he did not need to seek value and worth from the people around him. But get this, instead he brought value and worth to those around him. He knew the value and worth and he knew that the people that he saw were created in the image of God. And we have that opportunity too, to see the people around us and understand that we are all, all mankind are created in the image of God. And the last thing is, there's, there's many things, but the last thing that I wanted to say about Jesus in this is that he knew his value and worth in God and he knew how much his father loved him. And he constantly spent time with God. I think for you to understand that tonight, that when you go to spend time in God's word or to pray, you're not forcing God to spend time with you. He longs to spend time with his children. But that was his idea from the start. And when we understand our value and worth in God, we just want to spend time with him because we know that he is wanting that more than we are. He's wanting it a lot more than we are. So tonight, um, you might respond in many different ways because I truly believe the Holy Spirit speaks to us individually. Um, but I just wanted to give a few different responses of what that might look like for you. The first one is, and, and it's sad to say, but I think it might be for some of us tonight that you have come and you truly believe that you have no worth and no value. And tonight, you actually have the opportunity to accept the love of your Father, to know that you have so much worth, that to believe that you have no worth is a lie from Satan. And God wants you to know how much he loves you and that you have so much worth and value in him. The other thing is, maybe for you, you did know this truth, to look to God, to see where your true value lies, but maybe things have just come and distracted you from that. And you begin to look at things like work or the people around you or your image or whatever it is. And you've actually realized that they've actually crowded you from truly seeking God and understanding his love for you. And the other thing is, and I truly believe this is for all of us, when we hear and understand about our value and worth in God, for you to then see others in that same way, to believe that for yourself, but then actually you, you actually see others in that same way to say, well, I know that my value and worth is not from me. It's not mustering up this thing of I'm awesome, I'm awesome. It's actually about knowing how awesome God is and how incredible his plan and, and how he values us so much and that we just want to share that with others. And that may be hard for you, that maybe it is really difficult for you at the moment to see worth and value in others by maybe how they're treating you at the moment. But I think the beautiful part is that every single one of us were created in the image of God. So as I invite the band back up, um, I'm going to pray. Um, but I just brought some little coins um, and they're just in the white buckets at the front. 
And you might respond in a whole different way, but I just encourage you tonight that if you wanted to come down and grab a coin just to remind you, maybe it's to remind you that you have incredible worth and value. And that is in the Father's love and not what you do. That it is constant and it is never changing. That is, that is so life-giving. That's why it's the good news. Maybe for you, it's to remind you to keep looking to God, to keep looking to Him, to not be distracted left to right, but to keep your eyes on Him. And the other thing is, maybe it's to remind you that, hey, I've, I've understood and experienced this amazing truth. And in the same way, I wanna see others and I actually wanna share that with others. But I'm gonna pray because the Holy Spirit is the great helper and He helps us to understand that we have great worth. So I'm gonna pray for us now. Dearly Father, I wanna thank You so much for this truth. In Your Word, it says the truth will set us free. And I truly believe that there are many here tonight that You have set free. It's not my words, Lord, but it is Your Word. And that is why it's so powerful. So I pray tonight that we would understand how much worth and value we have in You and it would make us love You more and love others more in the same way, great God. We thank You, Lord, that we can be here together now and hear Your Word in Your holy and precious Name. Amen. I encourage you to stand up on your feet now um, as we worship our great God together. As Torian was sharing tonight, there was a verse of Scripture that came to my mind, got impressed on my heart, and it's actually 1 John 4, verse 10, and it says this. It says, this is love. Some translations put it, this is real love. Not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. And I want to tell you tonight, the greatest proof, the greatest evidence of His incredible love for you is that He would send His one and only Son into this world to die on a cross in your place because the reality is it's our sin that has separated us from God. It's our sin that has put this barrier in this relationship between us and Him. And yet God, pursuing us with His love, would send His own Son to die on that cross that we might know forgiveness and restoration in that relationship with Him. That is the good news of the message of the love of the Father towards us. And tonight, I wanna tell you, if, if, if you have not yet experienced that love in your heart, in your life, it is life transforming love. That is why God is pursuing you with His love. That is why God is knocking on the door of your heart tonight. Maybe you're looking everywhere else for value and worth, but your heavenly Father says to you, I want you to come home to me. And the way home is to come through Jesus, to acknowledge what He's done for you on the cross. And I wanna encourage you tonight, if that is you, not to wait any longer. If you're watching online, not to wait any longer. It is the best decision you'll ever make because Ty said this, the Spirit of God actually wants to make His love known in your heart. It's not enough just to know head knowledge. You need to receive this love and you receive His love by receiving Jesus. And the gift of the Holy Spirit, the Bible says His Spirit shed, sheds abroad in our heart, His love makes it real for us. And so I just wanna lead us in a prayer. 
And then we're gonna sing this, that great song we sung earlier, Living Hope. We're gonna celebrate this good news tonight. But if that's you tonight, I want you to pray this prayer in your own heart. Let's bow together in prayer. Lord, we thank you for your word tonight, Lord. Thank you, this is who you are, that you have come in pursuit of us with your love. But I wanna pray now for some here tonight who you are calling home to you. Never have placed their faith and trust in you. And if that's you tonight, you will know the Spirit of God will be knocking on the door of your heart. And if that is you, I want to invite you just to pray a simple prayer. I'm just going to pray this prayer and I want you to make it this your own, just in your mind, in your heart, to pray this prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for your great love for me. And Father, I come to you tonight and I ask you to forgive me for living life my own way. But tonight I want to come to you in repentance and faith. I want to place my trust in you through your son, Jesus, through his death on the cross, the death that I deserved. But tonight I come and ask, ask for you to come into my life, into my heart. I hand over, surrender control to you. And I ask that you'll come now. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your everlasting, unconditional, eternal love. And I pray this in Jesus' name. And Lord, I want to pray for some either online or here tonight who have prayed that prayer that right now you will fill them. Fill them with the knowledge by your Holy Spirit. Lord, not head knowledge, but deep in their heart, your love now just to wash over them. The assurance of salvation found in you, great God. This is the best news in all the world. And so we pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen. It is good news. And so we want to sing of it one more time, the living hope that is found in our Heavenly Father. So let's lift our voices tonight. Let's praise Him. Today is our Thanksgiving Sunday, and this is what we thank Him for. So let's worship and praise His name together. Don't hold back, church. Let's worship together. Glory to our great God. He is so worthy, so worthy. Oh, God, we declare that You are so worthy of all praise and honour. Lord, we thank You because of who You are, mighty God. Holy One, Creator God, and we thank You, Lord, because of Your great love for us. Oh, Lord, we pray that You will use us power to declare this truth to the world, Lord, and we thank You for the words we have sung. The death has been defeated, Lord, and again tonight, I just want to lift up Pastor Tristia tonight, Lord. I want to pray again. You just surround her with Your love and Your comfort, and thank You for this assurance, Lord, that we know that Mark is with You. Lord, he's in Your presence right now, Lord, worshipping You face to face. And I pray over that service next Saturday at Beulah College, Lord, bless that Thanksgiving service. Use it powerfully for Your glory. Draw many more to Yourself, we pray. But we thank You for these assurances that are found in You. We give You thanks and pray this in Jesus' Name. Everyone said, Amen. Can we put our hands together one more time and give thanks to our great God. If you're on prayer tonight, if you prayed that prayer that I was leading you in before, please don't leave without telling someone. We want to give you a Bible pack. If you're online, email through to prayer at bridgman.org.au so that we can encourage you and strengthen you and send some information to help you. And if you're on prayer tonight, come grab one of us. We'd love to pray for you. But please be seated. God bless you. And thanks so much for sharing with us.